Good morning. Welcome back to the Mitorator podcast. I'm just here with Zach once again. Uh, we're going to switch it up instead of doing cars with Zach. We're going to talk metal with Zach this week. Uh, we're going to go over... It's about complaining. So <laughs> it, it kind of is my area of expertise. We're going to go over uh, the issue that's in the metal community uh, where apparently the metal community just hates itself. That's, that's what I've basically come to the conclusion of. Uh, but we'll start with a little bit of current news. We'll start with the cars current news because this is a bit shocking. SRT. So we just went on this whole thing about the Ram TRX mm-hmm. and compared it to the Raptor and everything we had. That was last week's episode. Come to f- the, find out this week, SRT announced that it'll be disbanded. It's going to be disbanded. And the team, now the team is just going to be repositioned into other parts of the company. So they'll still work for Dodge, but it's the brand is going to disappear. They're going to, I mean, I think they're going to, because it, it, I was reading on it 2014, it was disbanded, but they kept the name. So like SRT Mm. models. So like it's the SRT Hellcat Challenger. And this is the SRT Ram TRX. Like that's, they're keeping it there as a brand, but it's not a full division. Now it's going to be completely disappearing. Now they're saying that there's still going to be like SRT models coming. And it's like, well, then it's still, I I think that's just the tapering off of what they had left to do. Maybe they're just kind of condensing their resources just so the main engineers of Dodge maybe have more control over what SRT is. I don't know. Because it seems to be an opposite of what a lot of other manufacturers are doing, like how Genesis has become its own thing with Hyundai. Right. Instead of a Hyundai Genesis, it's just like a Genesis well, but and Name. that's the difference. Hyundai Hyundai decided that Genesis needs to be its own brand. Yeah. But Dodge is saying SRT is no longer going to be its that's own what brand. I'm saying like they're it's just going a model. Opposite. But it's that's that's what it was before. Now it's even going further away. So they're you know not just it's it's integrated as models. It's going to be taken away completely and just made. I don't know. I don't know how they're. I think they're just going to keep the performance. Like they're that's all they're going to be doing is looking at the performance. But the yeah. name is no longer going to be involved with them. So. That's a little disappointing, but it'll be interesting to see uh, how exactly that's going to roll out. Yeah. But, I mean, seeing as they just announced that they realized that electric cars are the future, it's not surprising that this is... Yeah, that that's, just, I was kind of thinking maybe that was them just kind of really doubling down on the electric car thing, especially since they're owned by a European company, which I don't know if you heard, but Ford announced that by, I think it was the 2030s, all of their European vehicles are going to be full electric. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, that's because we not, we said a few weeks ago uh, or a couple months ago when the the third episode aired that they had announced that Europe was going all electric by the tw- by the 30s because it's Europe and Japan right now that have announced that by the 2030s they're not going to sell any gasoline vehicles. Yeah. So it's like, okay, if that's how you want to do it. Listen, fine. I'm I'm all for uh, auto manufacturers making questionable decisions because that's job security. Right. But so th- I mean, and and coming off of that, uh, the Chevy Bolt has been updated. Uh, it actually looks much better. So I, I'm impressed by that, and I feel like chevy really was looking at okay this is everything we've already got this car it's not selling well so maybe if we update it it'll maybe sell better especially because instead now, of just getting rid of it right especially now because the electric cars is becoming more of the forefront so a lot of car companies are talking about we're going all electric we're going all electric and 
you know, the bolt has already been on sale, not selling well. So if they do an update, maybe it'll be better. Maybe it'll sell well. Um, and honestly, the refresh looks a thousand times better than the previous gen. The previous gen oh, looked yeah. terrible. No, I'm looking at it right now. That is definitely a lot better. We should definitely get a side by side though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, uh, I'll have to put that in. This is actually like um, for reference. Like this looks like you know, ever playing Halo two or Halo three and looking at the cars in there, like what would a futuristic car look like? This is actually not that far off. from Yeah. As long as they keep it to look like that and not like change much for the production. Well, it's Um, not too extreme. Like a lot of like concept cars are like, how you had the Bentley continental, um, or not, sorry, not the Bentley continental, the Lincoln continental. Um, the concept had suicide doors in the back Yeah, and then they just turned it into a glorified, Right, Lincoln MKZ. Yeah, they changed that completely. Oh, Chevy did that with the with the Volt. The Volt looked like a Camaro, the <laughs> like futuristic looking Camaro, and it looked fantastic. And everybody's like, "Oh my god, this car is going to be amazing!" And then they come out with this <laughs> random sedan. Like, <laughs> what happened in the production process? Like, what changed this from this amazing looking supercar? <laughs> All right, so we can make this car, and we can create whole new molds for the metal parts. And all that stuff, or we can just use these leftover sedan parts that we <laughs> <Yeah>. have. <laughs> they chose the other, they chose the cheap around this, which is what it is. So, yeah, I, I'm glad that they that they've updated that. Uh, on the European side, though, McLaren just unveiled the hypercar, the hybrid supercar that they're doing, uh, the Artura, um, which is going to have a V6, but it'll be a plug-in hybrid. Uh, mm. So that'll be interesting because um, the video that i was just watching before this the only hybrid that you could get was the p1 which is like a million dollars yeah so well, i mean <laughs> nobody the price tag on this one this this will actually be like 265 okay so this is like entry level supercar you uh, hear that stockbrokers you're in luck <laughs> yeah because a lot of a lot of companies are now moving forward i mean uh like the lamborghini Sion. now that is the, a hypercar but it's got hybrid technology so that's going to be the first entry and moving them towards a hybrid car. Um, but I I'm, think they're also talking about there's pictures of a facelifted Urus driving around. Hmm. So it's going to be refreshed. And there's a lot of speculation that that's going to be a hybrid. That would be pretty cool. Right. Because I feel like the Urus came out and then it was just kind of cast aside. Like it didn't really live up to the other Lamborghinis. Well, not really, because I was just I just saw an article that um, t- was talking about Lamborghinis really embracing the Urus. And no, I think I'm not it's saying that they aren't. Th- I'm just saying I don't really see as much about it. Just you on mainstream. Yeah, they. I mean, they do. Lamborghini themselves post a lot about the Urus, um, but it, yeah, it's not talked much about in media. So that's yeah, it's debatable about. Um, yeah, I mean, you gotta think go. like what kind of headline is supercar manufacturer does sensible thing. Well, and but all of them now are so. Yeah. Um, I think it was Bentley when they made the Bentega is what really caught everybody's eye. Like, oh, this luxury brand can do something other than cars. Then that spurred, well, eventually the Cullinan from Rolls-Royce, which is a fantastic car. Then Lamborghini decided, how about we do a performance SUV? That came out and that did great as well. And now Ferrari is going to be making one that... They haven't really talked much about. They know the name is out there because somebody else tried to use the name for it. And I can't remember how to pronounce it, like per saying or something like that. It's, it's a 
interesting French word. Somebody tried to use that and they came mm-hmm. out and said, uh, no, that's going to be the name of our SUV. So you can't use that. You need to stop. <laughs> so they, the, uh, everyone talks about Ferrari is, is very famous for their cease and desists of uh, don't don't tread on our brand. And also getting the crap slapped out of them by Ford. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it's great to see that. And those Lamborghini new- and just really just Ferrari is really good at uh their legacy is basically trying to beat someone down and then that's someone coming back and beating the crap out of them. Ford, Lamborghini. <laughs> it's a shame. I mean, those, those cars are fantastic. They do. Oh my God. The interiors oh, of those look amazing. No, like, I love the engineering of Ferrari. The oh, engineers. Amazing. Well, sculpted. Just as a company. Yeah. Like, shut Most of your, most of your income is from the t-shirts that you sell. Like, yeah. Which I noticed they do have a lot of merchandise. It's ridiculous. Uh, so moving on, we've got uh, also the next-gen Porsche 911 GT3 has been unveiled. Uh, it looks like a proper race car. It looks fantastic. I'm, I was impressed That's by that. That's what I would design. come to expect from Porsche. Yeah, uh, which the GT3, well, the GT3 was more of like the, the race car style, and then they came out with the GT2 RS, which took the uh, record at the Nürburgring after... They had lost it after the 918 Spider lost to the Type R. No, <laughs> <laughs> the Lamborghini uh, Huracan Performante took the record. Then the GT2 RS took the record, and then Lamborghini took it again with the SVJ, the Aventador SVJ. Um, but they, all of them, just lost out to Mercedes. Mercedes finally uh, claimed it with their uh, AMG GTR Black Series. So that's now the new king of the ring, which is surprising. <laughs> yeah, no, that GT3 definitely, like it looks, It, I mean, it looks like a proper race car, but it still looks like a Porsche. And, and that front end looks very like race very car-esque. Nice. So that's, that's very nice. I like that. And then I see there's sticking with the flat six. I, I know that smaller engines isn't anything new yeah. for, you know, sports cars, race cars, hyper cars. But it, it is nice to see that they are still sticking to getting more power out of smaller engines. And they understand what their fans are, are looking for. Um, and, and Porsches never really have V8s. Yeah. So the V8s or V10s or anything about oh, that, yeah, they, yeah. they know where their, their fans are. The biggest thing with the Porsche is, number one, the manual. They love that. And the PDK. Uh, every uh, auto blog site, anything, anybody who talks about cars loves to talk about the pdk system that their their automatics are fantastic uh, next level compared to most on the market until i forget which one recently um started to like give it a give it a run for its money as like a very smooth transition um but it porsches everyone talks about the pdk is amazing uh moving on with music uh pretty reckless has debuted their new album uh death by rock and roll it's great seeing Taylor Momsen, uh, who, you know, went through as first um, Cindy Lou Who in The Grinch, then to, I think it was Pretty Little Liars. I can't remember which, what TV series she was on. Uh, that's, you know, she's gone through the acting phases and now she's full into like um, a rock star. Uh, she doesn't really like that label. Uh, I was just seeing she was talking. She's she did an interview. She's not that much of a fan of that label, but hey, uh, she does great work. She does great music. Um, so it's it's good to see that that came out. Uh, and then Brian Welch's 
band. He's the guitarist from Corn. I guess they they must be on break. I mean, obviously with the quarantine, all bands are on break, but some of them are trying to work on new music. Doesn't seem like Corn's trying to work on new music, so uh, Brian took advantage of that, and his side project, Love and Death, is gonna, has their new album, Perfectly Preserved, that just came out. Um, which down was pretty good. They also put on their Lo Lamento, which came out a few years ago. That song was fantastic. That's one of our favorite songs to listen to from them. So it's good to hear uh, all this new music coming out. But uh, like I said, today talking about the metal community going against itself. Uh, and this piggybacks off of the Super Bowl at, uh, episode that we just did la- uh, two weeks ago now. And it seems like the metal community doesn't really want to be out there, be social and be part of society. But at the same time, wants that recognition of, Hey, we're a genre and we deserve just as much respect as the other genres. And as Ian and I discussed, you know, a lot of the treatment that's gone towards the metal community since, I don't know, 2006, it seems like, is they're, they're being put on the back burner and it's a shame. Uh, and I feel like that's kind of what's contributing to the community going against itself. And th- people have their, their perceptions as to what is classified as metal. Um, you ask most metal heads what they think about Metallica. And they're like, that's not heavy metal. That's not metal. It's like, yeah, they, yeah, that is They're They're thrash metal. That was, they, they helped define that genre between them and Slayer. Slayer was the biggest one for thrash metal in the 80s. And they helped build that that genre in heavy metal. They took it to a, to a new level that no other band has touched. And I, I dabble in... I mean, I dabble in metal. I'm not like... I don't, I don't really describe myself as a metalhead. Because um, I just kind of like music in general. But even I recognize that... Metallica is one of the bands that like paved the way. Right. Saying they're not metal is like saying Tupac and Biggie aren't hip hop. Yeah. Like, and I thought about this after, after the episode uh, that we did for the Super Bowl, I'd love to see Metallica do the Super Bowl because that's just one more thing. I'd love one to more see notch them, on their belt. Right, and I'd love <laughs> to see them do that as their retirement. Like when they're ready to go out, go out at the Super Bowl as the biggest stage of them all. That's where they need to do it because they have literally done everything. They're the only band to have performed and, and all genres out of all genres. The only band to have performed on all seven continents mm-hmm. because they literally took a dome and hand built it. They had a crew build it on Antarctica and took like 120 people out so that they could do a performance in Antarctica <laughs> and claim that they've done a show on every single continent. Metallica is still really big in Russia, aren't they? Yeah. Like, I, oh, I remember hearing about that. Everywhere. Oh, I mean, yeah, yeah. But, like, I don't know. I feel like you probably wouldn't get a whole lot of people saying they're not metal and in Russia. And that's the thing. In festivals, and, and I want to have, I want to do a full discussion about this uh, at a later point. But the bands nowadays, I don't feel like are headlining material for the big festivals. You know, the biggest festival for heavy metal is the Download Festival. Now they do they do have a lot of festivals in Europe that are huge. Vakken Open Air is a big one for metal bands, but the one that seems like it shows that you've really reached the top is 
the download festival. When you do the download festival in Donington, UK, that shows that you've made it. You've truly made it. And that's why it was shocking that like in 2009, you had Slipknot do it. That's after what that would be 10 years after they debuted as nine guys just doing crazy stuff in masks on stage at they they took three songs a 15 minute set at the at Ozfest 99 and from there exploded into this unbelievable band by 2006 with before i forget did a grammy performance on live television performed that song to by 2009 headlining the download festival as the final slot that is huge and no one else has done that well i mean Corey taylor (laughs) yeah yeah Corey taylor Corey taylor is just it's just an unbelievable singer but that I, i again i i feel like that's that's what comes back to this the community hating on itself and they people decide people collectively start to decide you know this is what we feel as metal this it's like no listen to I, what the the artists are putting out i'm even gonna go so far as to say that they're basically being self-defeating because it seems like the more popular or mainstream a metal band is suddenly you have some people crawling out from under their little neckbeard nest saying, oh, well, that's not metal because this person I hate said they know of them and they're a normie. And it's like, so do you want your band to do well? Like you want your band to do well, but you also don't want them to be recognized. You right. just want them to magically become more popular with while staying at the same level of popularity simultaneously like it doesn't make any sense it's just these people want to seem like they're in an exclusive club like oh i know this band and you don't so that clearly means that i am more musically diverse than you and that's just it's very self-defeating because you're actually harming the bands you like by trying to keep that to yourself and you're not i'm sorry if you're going around and saying oh you're not a true metalhead because you know you have to like this band, but then the more people like the band, the less metal you say it is like, you're not a true fan of that band because you clearly right. don't want them to do well. Right. And that's like uh limb of God. Uh, most people don't acknowledge anything after sacrament in 2005. I mean, it's shoot, like, like they do fantastic music no matter what they do an amazing job. Randy Bly is one of my favorite vocalists of all. And I love every album he does. It's even since, uh, after his whole story and what he went through and resolution being the starting point of his next chapter, because he finally sobered up and that album was amazing. And from there has just written every single unbelievable album. Uh, but it, it, that, it, it comes back to like you were saying, it, it, the more popular becomes the less it's liked. And it's like, because metal is the genre of misfits. So mm-hmm. we're the outcasts. We're not part of society. And as you counterculture, grow, right, you're the counterculture. And as you grow, you become more accepted by society. And that's not liked. We don't like that. But at the same time, you want the recognition. You want to be recognized by society as a legitimate genre. You know, society pushes you aside and says, you're not part of us. We don't want you to be part of us. And at the same time, that's what metal heads are is we don't want to be part of you. We don't like you. 
you're not acceptable. We do our own thing. This is how we live our lives. But at the same time, when you're pushed out, you push back. You don't want that. So it, it's this constant conflict of going back and forth. Like, you know, uh, yeah, I deserve the recognition and I deserve to be part of, I deserve a seat at the table, just like all of you. But at the same time, I don't want to sit at your table. So where's the line? You know, you go back and forth and they, they argue with each other and it's just ridiculous. You know, uh, these bands do phenomenal work and deserve to be recognized with that. And it's just because of how they connect with their fans. Like Five Finger Death Punch gets so much hate because of how they connect well with their fans. And, uh, and I understand Ivan went through an absolute shit show. He, the, his life fell apart where he had to go through rehab and he had a meltdown on stage. Thank God Tommy Vex stepped in and said, I'll help you guys finish out, you know, your shows, him and Phil Abonte, uh, from all that remains, you know, assisted in finishing out their tour. They took a break. They said, we need to step away from this. Ivan, you need to get better. Ivan even understood that he needed to get better. Um, cause I, I don't I don't remember if I mentioned this on, uh, any of the recordings, but he wrote a song uh, called The Darker Side of Grey, and he described what actually prompted it is he had a dream where he was talking with his grandmother, and he doesn't remember the full details. He was just sitting on a train track, and his grandmother started talking to him, and he got this amazing words of wisdom from her, and he said that he can remember tasting alcohol in the dream. And that's a, that is a level of drunk that is, it, it takes, you've got to be very, very drunk to reach that level to where you can still taste it while you're sleeping and while you're in a dream. And he understood that that was like his wake up call. Like this, it's this bad. If I, if it's to this level where I can still taste it, I need to change my life. And he has, uh, he's gone through a lot and F8 turned out fantastic. And I know, I knew when it's it's kind of it started to go downhill from wrong side of heaven um when after american capitalist came out the it, it they went with a different sound wrong side of heaven took a new new route then they did got your six and when got your six came out i said this this felt rushed by the sounds of it it went really quick it's very fast paced i'm like they they really rushed this album it doesn't feel like it's it's complete like it's their work and I even said to my wife, I said, wait until not the next album, the one after it. I said, that's going to be the ultimate because that's when Ivan started to go through a lot of stuff and they were fighting with the record label, the record label, you know, they wanted to move on and get out of their, their deal as quickly as possible. Mm -hmm. And the record label said, no, 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 no. We need to promote this album. You still have a contract with us to put out two more live albums and another album before you can get out of this contract. And I knew that I'm like, they're going to try to expedite this as quickly as possible. Get through this as quickly as possible. I mean, it still took two years, um, which is roughly the, I mean, the yeah. amount of time. An that album take is no to, small fee. Right. But that's, that's typically how long it takes to get through it. So I'm like, yeah, they're going to, they're, they dragged out as long as the, they needed to, to get everything that they, that the record label wanted and get out of the contract. But once F8 came, I said, this is, this is the one. And sure enough, first track off of it inside out blew my mind. I said, this, this is five finger. They finally returned. And it was around, it was right before that, that we saw them at, uh, whatever the pavilion's name was at the time. 
And watching that performance, I said, they're back. This is it. They they went on before Breaking Benjamin, which I said that, I don't know about that. Five Finger deserves to be in the top spot. And then when they came out and killed it, I said, my God, you just ruined it for Breaking Benjamin. What was it, Mike, you saying? You saying Breaking Benjamin isn't real metal? (laughs) (laughs) No, I I like their music. Yeah, they do. They they are very talented. They do do put on a great show, but it was just that lineup that they went on, that Five Finger Death Punch went on before Breaking Benjamin. I'm like, you're going to kill this set and make it hard for Breaking Benjamin to follow up with. And we, we went about halfway through that and we're like, we don't really want to be here for the rest of the songs. Like I, I like a lot of breaking Benjamin songs. And the, the one that we were waiting on was, uh, I think diary of Jane, which I think they may have played last. I don't know, but we left before they finished their set. We're like, we don't need to hear it because we were so dumbfounded by five fingers performance. It's like, you know what they went and they had their ups and downs. Could Ivan have another breakdown? What's going to be like They finally go through the, all of this rehab, all this therapy, finally come back together as a band and killed it just did a killer show. And I, and that's why I said, I looked at, I looked at my wife, I said, there's no need to stay. I'm like, that, that was, that was worth it right there. And we listened to about half of breaking Benjamin's set. And then we said, you know what, we're going to get out of here. We're going to beat the crowd. Um, yeah. Cause yeah, like I said, it, it just felt worth it, but yeah, you got, you got more than your money's worth out of it. Yeah. I honestly, yeah, I think one of my first like forays into metal, I originally thought it was Rammstein and you know, basically my high school time was encapsulated in Rammstein and My Chemical Romance and then Rammstein kind of actually led to um this was years ago so I I apologize if I mess up the name, but uh, Argonost, which is a Russian folk metal band, they have an opera okay. singer very talented yeah um a few of my friends at work actually know of them but uh i was playing halo 2 and there's this part where you are storming the chambers of one of the prophets and blow me away comes on and i wasn't i was not ready for like just a metal track in this game that has a very operatic track and then steve vai yeah. Um, he did some of the other parts of the Halo theme music, but then just straight up a song from Breaking Benjamin. Yeah. And I was like, there. oh my gosh, what is this? So I looked it up and I'm like, oh, okay, Breaking Benjamin. I'll keep that in mind. And I, I listened to them a little bit, but again, I was this edgelord teenager looking for an identity and I'm like 10% German. So I'm like, Rammstein is my people. <laughs> yeah. Despite the fact that they're not even popular in Germany, they're popular in literally everywhere, but Germany. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They, and they're, they're honestly the epitome of uh, industrial metal. Oh my God, speaking yeah. of which, the, that's what makes it even more difficult for the community because you define a lot of the community defines what they feel is metal and metal has so many subgenres. And now, it, it's it interesting doesn't because, need to. <laughs> right. It and really doesn't well, need to. What I don't I don't get is they still keep metal under the rock genre. It's like metal has branched out so much that it's a genre of its own. And it's rock not and part roll has rock. branched out as well. Like they right. have split off so much. Like I would even say the split started back as early as Rolling Stones versus the Beatles. Right. Right. You had so much, you have so much diversity between both of these genres that you keep metal under the rock genre, which means that Lamb of God is 
in the same under the same umbrella as uh, Imagine Dragons. Breathe Carolina is right there with Muse. Yeah. Which, like, I feel like Breathe Carolina is probably the Muse of metal, but they're I, not in the same genre. No, no. It's like you would never see these bands on the same bill. You wouldn't see them to get touring together. You would never see them anywhere. Well, I mean, I can't say that because Muse has headline download. Yeah. And, but, you and I think we talked think, about like, that. You know, Run DMC has done, uh, who were they with? It was, um, it wasn't a metal band. It was a, a rock group. Oh, Aerosmith. Yeah, Aerosmith. Yeah, that they did that. So, uh, like, uh, I, I honestly love, way. I love cross genre stuff. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, and even um, because uh, Tech Nine t- did come out and say that he's a metalhead, oh, that no. he went and did <laughs> Notfest. <Nine>? <laughs> <laughs> that he went and did Notfest uh, for Slipknot. And oh, so, yeah, you had, no, I, so you had this whole lineup of heavy metal bands. You had Five Finger Death Punch Area, you had Lamb of God, you had, uh, oh, I look, forget who was on the bill that year. But they did, but in uh, out of all of those in the middle, Tech Nine. You, like, I mean, dude, go to a metal <laughs> concert and be like, do you like rap? You'll get a whole bunch of people like, no, I hate rap, but Tech Nine is all right. Yeah, that's, that's I mean, honestly me. He's just got this very, very heavy style. Like, I, I, I haven't listened to every single Tech Nine song. I've listened to a lot, but I yeah. haven't heard one where he's tried to rap with a metal track. But I feel like if he hasn't, it's going to happen. Uh, honestly, if you, uh, special effects album from 2017, I want to yeah, say. Didn't he do one with a he metal band? He did with Corey Taylor. Yeah, that's that was, right. That's why, he ended up, that's why he ended up at Notfest is he was talking with Corey about uh, how much he, you know, he's a metalhead. And so he did for special effects album, they did the song Wither uh, together. Uh, yeah, that's then it. The next, that is a good one. The next album he did a song uh, like I ain't and in that he mentioned Slipknot. So like he, it was kind of like that return favor of, you know, like recognition of the metal world, you know, bringing it into rap. And I, I don't listen to tech nine as much as I used to. Um, I'm just not as into the angsty edgy stuff as I used to be, but tech nine one, he is incredibly talented. Oh, absolutely. But also, he has this amazing ability to just kind of pull people into his albums. Yeah. His collaborations are his best work. Oh, like, it's about 50, he's done stuff 50 with, to 75% of the albums are collaborations. It's somebody yeah. else featured on the album. Yeah. But that was why he did uh, Like I Ain't, because it was him saying, you only recognize me for this stuff, but I've done far more. You know, and he even he threw in there that he 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 worked with Tupac, he's worked with Eminem, he's worked with all these famous rappers, and it's like mm-hmm. you don't acknowledge him for it. You know, he's done more than his dues worth, and Hell, he doesn't get that acknowledgement, and that's why he wrote this song. It's like screw you, I have this long list of stuff of accomplishments that I've done that you don't even acknowledge me for. You know, you ignore that I've even done any of this. Yeah, so like I feel like a lot of. His like I'm not saying that he is like he's riding the you know coattails of other artists. That's no. not what I'm saying at all. But a lot of his popularity comes from people who probably never heard of him. Yeah. But then learn that their favorite artist is doing this song with this guy named Tech Nine. Then they really like that song because pretty much anything Tech Nine does slaps. 
Yeah. And then that's it. They don't really look into Tech Nine's other stuff, and frankly, it's missing out. But hell, he did. Uh, he did a song with Excision, and even performed at one of Excision's shows, which caught everybody off guard. Nobody was expecting him to walk out and do this song. It was like, holy crap, you guys have been collaborating for whoever knows how long before this show, and then he randomly shows up because it was. Uh, I think he was on tour or something. And hit that show and just walked out, did the song with Excision. It was like, holy crap. So, yeah, he can do everything. And that's what comes comes back to this cross genre, Mm -hmm. doing everything and going across everything. I mean, I'm not a big rap fan. Like, I'm not going to go and look for rap artists on my own. But there are some rap songs that I listen to. I mean, I do like the old school rap of like Tupac, uh, Run DMC. uh, What's his name? DMX. Yeah. Is that it? DMX? Yeah. No. Who's, um, oh God, I can't think of what his name is. Who did X going to give it to you? Why am I drawing a blank on that name? (laughs) No, it is DMX. DMX? Yeah, you're right. It's DMX. Okay. That's what I thought it was. Yeah, no, it's, um, but, um, I mean, yeah, rap is probably the biggest genre I listen to. Like Spotify did that thing where, you know, it's the last year, like what all you've listened to the most and all that stuff. And, I mean, it's mostly been uh, either video game soundtracks, hip hop, or it's like micro pop. Yeah. It's this really, really weird niche genre, but it's like Jack Stauber and um, some some other people that are partnered with Adult Swim, uh, Milk Blood. But either way, back to back to the gatekeeping and metal. I think one thing is metal is. A very like we did the episode about how metal is seen as an angry genre. It's definitely an angsty genre. Like, yeah, if you have stress, anger issues, anything, metal's a really good way to get that out. And who has all those things in abundance? Teenagers, right? And that's that's one of my biggest things about being an angry genre is it's not that it makes you angry; it helps get the anger out. Exactly. You, you're you not going to be... If you have a good old-fashioned headbanging session where you put on a heavy metal song, headbang and thrash your neck to destroy it, <laughs> you will feel a hell of a lot better afterwards. Mm-hmm. And it's a different level. Yeah. And I, I know I, over the years I've gotten more much calmer and dealt with a lot more things than how I used to be. And it's yeah. because metal lets you get it out. It keeps you grounded. And it doesn't, the it thing doesn't is bottle like, up. When you... When you're a teenager, that's when your brain has developed to the point where it wants to have an identity. Yeah. And a lot of people, you know, there's some that go with individuality, but a lot of people are looking for groups. They want that sense of belonging. And so with the teenagers, they're... They explore a lot of music. I didn't explore music until I was a teenager and it became a very large part of my identity. And honestly, I think that gatekeeping in metal is kind of like a rite of passage to being a metal head. Right. It's finding just, finding once what's you're, more acceptable. Once you're old enough to vote or drink, it's it just gets kind of sad. Like stop gatekeeping at that point. But like right. it's the other thing you gotta think of is the metal heads Back in the early days of metal, the stereotype was they were a, you know, working class dude with long hair and facial hair and tattoos and all that stuff. Yeah. That's more acceptable nowadays. Now the, well that, but also now the biggest metal head, you know, is Jim from IT. Like. 
my a very very close friend of mine is he eats sleeps and breathes sabaton like he loves sabaton scandinavian metal mm-hmm. dude's been working it for the past like 15 years i know like, I would he's a dungeons and dragons nerd and the thing is geeks and nerds they love their categories they categorize everything yeah and it makes it easier for them to and this is coming from a nerd i eat sleep breathe tabletop games video games like i i could talk for hours on that stuff but the thing is lists are very nice and if someone's saying that your list is wrong i.e you're saying that breathe carolina for example is not metal but then someone else is like well they're metal they're you shouldn't be gatekeeping like that they can't handle that because now you're telling them that the list they made is wrong. Right. And well, and that's where it comes in important of the subcategories of it. Exactly. You've got symphonic metal, you have industrial metal, you have um, techno metal, you Mm -hmm. have these different categories of metal. It makes it a lot easier to to categorize things. You need to acknowledge it's still metal. Okay, it's still mm-hmm. all under this, you know, take it like it's an umbrella, like an overall, you know, metal is the top name. And underneath that, you have these different things. You have heavy metal, you have thrash metal, you have, like I said, symphonic Hair metal, metal, you have glam all metal, like you have all of that. You know, it's still metal. Don't don't write it off as it's not metal. It's still metal. It's just, just a because, different type of metal. Just because it's not your metal doesn't mean it is not metal. Like you don't see me walking around saying Chevys aren't cars. They're still cars. Just because I don't like Chevy doesn't mean they're not cars. Right. Like, right. It's like you can't deny certain facts just because you don't like it. Um, and I it, I feel like a lot of these people you think are young, like teenagers, being angsty, being, you know, oh, I know proper, you know, what's proper music and you don't know actually what's proper. But at the same time, I have these these discussions and debates with adults. Mm-hmm. Like drunken yeah, no, drunken adults exactly at it. concerts will tell me like, oh, I, I hate Metallica because they they don't do this crap anymore. It's like, shut up, go have another yeah. beer like and if, just shut up for the love of God. If you want, like, yeah, a lot of people don't like Metallica's new stuff, but if you want their old stuff, listen to their old stuff. So I guess my point is we're not coming after the teenagers that are doing this. Let them learn. Let them have their fun with it. Right. It's just if you're a grown adult and you're saying, you know. This band is way too mainstream, so they're not real metal. It's like, well, then you're pretty much invalidating yourself by saying that a band being too mainstream means it's not metal because there's always going to be a subgenre of metal that is less mainstream than yours. Right. And so you just got to let people have their fun, let people like what they want, because if you don't and you want to gatekeep based on how popular it is, well... Yeah, you, Scandinavian black metal is pretty much the only metal around then, and that's just yeah. like Metallica, Five Finger Death Punch, Breaking Benjamin, all them. Nope, they're not metal. They're I don't know pop. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it, you you just have to try and try it out. Just try it out. See what you think. See what you like. Everybody's got different tastes. I I find weird sounding bands the most appealing to me. If people that are doing new stuff, that's yeah, yeah, that's, the, that's for, good. That's honestly for me, which is uh, funny because uh, I'm 28, and they talk about. I see the thing all the time of when you reach 30, 
all new music just stops. You know, you don't, you don't care for, there's like so many studies that talk about it. I'm like, I know I'm going to be enjoying all new stuff. Yeah. I keep finding more and more new bands that I'm enjoying. Uh, one that I love, uh, that's very strange is Poppy. Um, which if you've never looked her up, check her out because it's just, it's the ultimate and weird. Okay. Take it from somebody who, who looks at a lot of weird stuff and understands everything weird with metal. And this just flips the script on that and takes it to a level of you're looking at this like, what the hell am I watching? I have no clue what's going on. And because she takes kind of like a pop sound and mixes it with heavy metal. And it's because uh, if you watch any of the if you find any of her videos on YouTube of her like messages, it's they're very weird and very stoic. And uh, Matt Pat from uh, Game Theory, uh, he did, oh, I think it was his film theory channel, did a, an episode talking about her messages. Hmm. And you can hear uh, subliminal messages in the background. And it's the, the whole concept of it is she is a pop star. So pop stars are controlled. They're, you know, they're told what they need to do. They're told how they're supposed to dress. They're told how to do everything because that's what makes you popular. That's what's going to get you out there. But you basically sold your soul to the devil. Unless you're Lady Gaga, then the devil sold their soul to you. Yeah. <laughs> so, the, you know, that's how, the, the, you know, they have a certain way of doing things. And there's even one point where she did a video where she's free thinking and, and changes um, how she's supposed to do stuff. And like her nose starts bleeding and it's basically that they're, they've, you know, they're getting rid of her. They're killing her off so that they can replace her with a brand new model. Yep. And that's what they do. Pop stars, you start, you know, Britney Spears was the biggest thing in the nineties, but she's not talked about much anymore. Right. So they pick, you know, they, they pick who's going to be the current pop star that everybody is going to love. And And if you don't fall in line and conform, we'll get rid of you and put you, put in a new one. And it's funny that she's taken this as, you know, exposing it. And using it for metal, like yeah. this is this is actually what's happening in the pop world, and I'm going to use this and sing about it in metal, and it's yeah. it's great and it's hysterical. Like you got to really embrace the bands that are doing new things. I'm not saying you have to like change your entire point of view, but like if there's this band doing something new, rather than immediately write it off, just give it a listen, see see what they're doing right. because they might be doing something right, they might be doing something wrong, but they are the ones keeping your genre alive because they're not trying to go mainstream. They are trying to redefine and create something new. Right. They're like, trying to change the script so that it's not this one, you know, this one level. And, and that was another, that, that'll that end up being another topic is mm-hmm. these bands that sound like each other. Yeah. That they describe, oh, this sounds like that band. So that's why you should listen to them. No, 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 no. They're trying to be independent. They're trying to do their own thing. Don't compare them to another band. Don't be, uh, don't be panic at the disco and fallout boy. Right. Yeah. You Granted, want- both very talented. I'm not trying to anger right. any of the 14 year old girls that might be listening to us, but, uh, <laughs> at some point, <laughs> but yeah, you know, the, these, you give credit where credit is due. And that's what I loved about Corey Taylor. Um, he, he said it's been recorded. It's on YouTube. You can find this. He gives respect to Justin Bieber. Okay. At the time when he was like 17 years old, you know what? I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it right now. Psychosocial baby is better than psychosocial. <laughs> That's the best.
best video on the internet. And I'm pretty sure Corey Taylor agrees. I think he did. I, I think he loves that that mashup. That's one of his favorite mashups that they've done. But uh, he he gave credit to Justin. He's like this the, at the time that he did that this video was recorded. I think Justin was either 17, I want to say, and he's like. I, I give respect to a kid that can get out, get his ass out there, go on tour, do night after night after night at his young of an age. Yeah. Have to do the choreography and everything, mm-hmm. write this music, try to pander to fans, try to meet and, and take the limelight. And he can do it at that young of an age. It's, and that's what Corey understood. He's like, I'm not going to listen to his music. I don't care about his music, but I give him respect because he's out there working hard for it. Yeah, so, Justin I, Bieber, know, uh, Lord, Billie Eilish, like all of them hit before they were even 18. Yeah. Um, a lot of the new wave rappers, like like uh, you got, you know, mumble rap, then you got the more satirical form of rap. You got, you know, Young Gravy, Lil Windex, like those aren't the age group I'm talking about. But a lot of these rappers are blowing up before they turn 25 because a lot of them are also dying before they turn 25. Right. But my point is like, there's a lot of new faces in the genre and the genre is always going to change. That doesn't mean your favorites are going away. And by embracing the change or at least respecting it, you're not turning your back on the foundation it was built on. And like you said, it's keeping it alive. That's yeah. the thing. This is this is the new generation. You got to accept it. If you don't, you're going to be you're going to have I don't know what you're going to do. You're going to li- you're going to listen to your music long after it's disappeared. After these bands are dead and gone. Yeah, like the people who are going on to, you know, YouTube comment sections and saying, "Oh, I was born in the wrong generation. This new stuff is crap." Like, you were not born in the wrong generation. You were born in the generation where you are able to simultaneously enjoy the new stuff and have the old stuff at your fingertips. Yeah. Like, if you wanted to hear Metallica's new stuff back in the '80s, you would have to go to a record store. You would have to go to their concerts and hope that they actually had it there. Yeah. Like, you would actually be like frantically seeing what their set list is to see if it has the song you want. Now you can see it live on YouTube. It is not the same as seeing it in person, but you still get that experience to an extent. Like you have all of this at your fingertips. You can enjoy the old stuff and the new stuff while keeping true to what it means to be a metalhead. Like I, I remember in high school, I was a huge fan of, Rammstein, My Chemical Romance, like I said, both of those, and then like any offshoots you have of those, like the used uh, Radiohead, Muse, all that stuff. But I remember listening to a Lady Gaga song, I think it was Bad Romance, and I'm like, this sounds good, but I'm just going to say I don't like it, because the idea that liking Lady Gaga meant I was, I was dipping into mainstream stuff, and the thing is... And your group of friends would have outcast you. And that, that's the thing, though. A lot of my friends also really liked Lady Gaga, and that's when I realized this is ridiculous, and I started listening to Lady Gaga, and you know what? To this day, she's still one of my favorite artists. She is one of the most talented human beings on the planet right yeah. now. And it's just like, when you make it part of your personality, stepping away from it makes you afraid that you're changing in a direction you don't want to go. Right. The music you listen to can be a small part of your personality, but it really doesn't need to be your identity. Yeah. 
Like, okay, you die, you grow your hair out long, you dye it black, you wear all black, you wear studs. Cool. That is an awesome aesthetic. You're not any more of a metalhead than the dude who wears a button-down shirt and slacks to work, and then they come home and smash their head through their wall listening to, you know, Norwegian grunge spit-in-the-mouth metal. Like, it's yeah, just... <laughs> day by day, I'm, I'm more and more amazed by how normal people normal looking people that I meet who are like, Oh yeah, I go to these concerts all the time. I love these bands. I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah. I would never thought that a lot of them don't want to talk about it because the first thing they're going to do is like, Oh yeah, I love Slipknot. And then they'll be like, Oh, you probably only know one song by Slipknot. Like yeah. it's yeah. And they, yeah, you get teased for it and you get put down and you get shut down. It's like, no, nah, just you know enjoy the music. That's what, that's what we're getting at. That's what we are going to push for with this podcast is enjoy the music. That's yeah. why we're talking about music and cars is music is to be enjoyed anytime. It doesn't matter if someone says, Oh, I love X band. You know, I said Slipknot. We'll use them as the example. Oh, I love Slipknot. They're, they sound really good. And the first thing you say is, oh, name five of their songs. Like, shut up. You're not a metal fan. You are literally restricting the community and hurting the bands that you love. Like, yeah, it's what it should be is, oh, what are some of your favorite songs? I love this band. And then they say their favorite songs. And then you say, have you heard this one? Have you listened to this one? How about this band? They sound just like them. <laughs> that's, like, that's you usually can what I do. Yeah, you can, <laughs> you can make a friend, but instead you're spitting in this person's face and then turning them away from the genre. Like, oh, yeah, when, that's, the, that's, no that's one the one was, thing with me. Sorry to cut you no, off. No, you're fine. <laughs> but that's with me is do not open that door with me. For the love of God, don't open that door. Because if you say, oh, I love this bit. Oh, my God, I love them, too. And now I'm like start rattling off. Like, have you heard this song or have you? This one's amazing. I'll start pulling them up on my phone. Like, <laughs> like, honestly, okay, like if calm I, down. I just said that I like them. <laughs> if I need to distract you, I'll just say, hey, uh, hey, Mike, can you recommend me a metal band? Like <laughs> Like, honestly, do you have two to five hours that I can go on? And if I wanted to torture you, hey, my top three metal songs in order. Oh, go. God, no. <laughs> that would be hell. It's like, oh, shit. Which, but like, which one? Do I like this one? How about this one? I'll recommend this one. Oh, God, I yeah. could. Yeah, it's one of those things I could go on for like, hours. We all started somewhere. And. You know, the first My Chemical Romance song I heard was Famous Last Words. I watched the music video for it because it was like on one of those channels that just plays music videos. Yeah. Um, and no, it was not MTV in the 1980s. It was like 2000 <laughs> something. I'm only 26. Um, but like I, I saw it and I'm like, what the hell is this? This is so weird. This dude's just like rolling around in the dirt while there's a fire in the background. He's just like, <laughs> this is such an angsty song. And then it came on again. I'm like, yeah, I kind of like this. <laughs> and I heard that band. I, I heard My Chemical Romance play in that song. And I'm like, all right, this is cool. And then that was it. And then like a few years later, I was at high school and some dude was wearing a, like My Chemical Romance merchandise. There was like a, air quotes bulletproof vest sort of looking thing like yeah. a like a molly vest that they had that just said mcr on it and yeah, he yeah. was wearing it and i was like oh my chemical romance they're the ones that did famous last words right he could have just turned to me and said oh you're one of those you heard one song and suddenly you think you're a fan he's like oh yeah they did they also have these other really good songs he gave me a cd and i listened to it over the weekend and i was a huge fan and then i be i was friends with that dude all through high school 
like this is an opportunity for you to make a friend and instead you're using yeah. it to push someone down so you could feel better about Absolutely. yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. Open yourself up, find the new opportunities and even bands that if at first you don't like, keep, li- keep looking for something that you might like from them. There are tons of bands I, that I know of and I end up not listening to until some point they put out a song that I'm like, oh my God, this is really good. And then I look back through the catalog and I'm like, holy crap, what have I been missing? So you never know. You never know until the one song pops up. And then from there, you got the other ones that you can. I mean, usually that's how I end up finding. I find one song that I like mm-hmm. and I'll stick to it for a while. And then I'll start to to like, well, what, what other albums do they have? And I start to look through those and I expand my, you know, my playlist, everything that I like about them. I definitely feel myself kind of slipping into another phase of metal just because and it's not even because of this podcast, because as I'm sure anyone who's listened to all of our episodes so far, I'm here for the car stuff. Yeah, I, I'm here to to force my inflated opinions about cars down people's throats and that's it. But I am starting to listen more and it's because around the time we started recording, I um just randomly... Um, uh, killing in the name oh. by Rise Against popped into my head. You mean Rage? N- yeah, sorry. Killing in the Rage Against the Machine. Rage yeah. Against the Machine. Yeah, sorry, sorry. <laughs> That's all right. Um, but uh, Rage Against the Machine popped into my head, and I'm like, oh my god, I haven't. I completely forgot this band existed, and I added it onto my Spotify playlist, and and then I'm just like, okay. All right, we're going to go back to some of the other ones. Um, So now my Spotify playlist has some Rammstein. It has some As I Lay Dying. As I Lay Dying, I was super big into them for a while. Um, And everything that went through with Tim, I'm glad that they're back. Mm-hmm. So, you know, their new I'm, stuff is just as good as their old yeah, stuff. Yeah, like I, I completely stopped listening to them when I just kind of got into a different genre. And yeah. To come back and find out that they're still doing well makes me really, really happy. Right. You know, and there's, and, and again, with finding new stuff, um, uh, I, so I actually threw from like fifth grade until about eighth grade, went through a country phase. I loved listening to country and even my family agrees f- and my wife from 2008 backwards sounds fantastic. So everything from, you know, 2008 back to the beginning of country music sounds great. You love it. From there on, we're not that big of a fan. But yeah. recently, there's a an artist, Corey Marks, who just put out an album, okay? And I he put he did a song uh called Outsiders. Oh good lord, I can't even think of what the name is. Um that yeah. he did it he did it with Outlaws and Outsiders. He did it with uh, Travis Tritt, he did it with Ivan Moody of Five Finger Death Punch and Mick Mars, the guitarist from Motley Crue. Okay, so this song is country. That sounds like a uh, Motley Crue of artists. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But he's so he's he's more so country artist. But it, I said listening to it, it sounds kind of like Southern rock, like how Leonard Skinner. I've seen Leonard Skinner live, and they described themselves as Southern rock. They said we're not country, we're Southern I, rock. I can see that. Yeah, so listening to Corey, I'm like, that's he sounds like he'd be Southern because it's heavier country music. It's mm-hmm. not straight up like country twang kind of sound. It sounds like it's got a heavier rhythm. And I looked him up 
and found his website and his bio says that he grew up listening to like Deep Purple and Black Sabbath and Motley Crue. And I'm like, holy crap. So he's not only a country artist and he's grown up listening to country fan, you know, country artists. He listened to the metal artists, too. So he's going to bring the best of both worlds. And that, mm-hmm. I love it. I'm loving his, he put out this album. I love every track off of it. It sounds great. And he, he, when you listen to it, it goes back and forth between their songs that sound like country songs, Mm -hmm. which I describe the best kind of country song is a a guy with an acoustic guitar. If you just, if you're, not to just even cut it off, if it's any male, female, anybody who's singing with just an acoustic guitar, you can make an amazing track that way. So I that's my favorite kind of country song. Yeah. And then you've also got this heavier sound that he's got on this album. It goes back and forth. So I, I'm really loving him. And I said, that that's bringing it in. But what really caught my attention was he was set to tour with Breaking Benjamin. No, no, no. Not Breaking Benjamin. It was Theory of a Dead Man, I think. Uh... Let me pull this up, this tour, because I, I at first I had no thought of actually checking it out. And then I thought, yeah, you know what? I should go see this because I'd love to see it. And sometimes the, the opening acts will actually go out uh, to their stand afterwards. So I thought, you know, it might be actually cool to see if he actually goes over to his stand and uh, maybe try to meet him. But I know it was like Theory of a Dead Man, Bush, and some other band but it was like rock bands and he was on the 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 tour with them i'm thinking you're a country artist with these guys which makes it even more interesting to Mm -hmm. me so that's why i really like looked into it and that you know after the first because the first song was outlaws and outsiders which was collaboration that's the collaboration song with the the three other guys and that caught my attention. Then I started looking for his other singles. Uh, and once his other singles started dropping and I was listening to those, I'm like, holy crap, I cannot wait for this album. So I, I made sure I pre-ordered it. I got it and I fell in love with it. And I said, you know what? That's kind of bringing me back into the country phase. But it's again opening up to there's more out there. You know, he's going to yep. try to bridge that gap between country music and rock in a better way. Or just like I like I said, just like Leonard Skinner did. Leonard Skinner, yep. they call themselves Southern Rock, and I'm like, I could see him doing that. He's not gonna he's not gonna identify himself as a country artist. He could probably pull off being a uh, Southern Rock uh, artist. And I mean, he, even on his website, he's talked about how he's toured with Brantley Gilbert, he's mm-hmm. toured with Toby Keith, so he's toured with country artists. Yeah, and that's kind of where he's building his fame. But now he's going to start touring with rock stars. And it's like, he's going to, he is going to bridge this gap. And I, I'm looking yeah. forward to it. I, I really hope he pulls it off. I really hope he does good music. It, it, the next album, I can't wait for it already. It's like, he just put this one out last year. And it's like, I, dude, I want to hear more. I need to get more and more of this. So metal is one of the most flexible genres I've ever come across because it can blend with anything like you have other genres that don't necessarily mix as well um like i'm one of the biggest most popular ones is like pop hip-hop and it's it doesn't really do it for me i i I like the more 
I like the realer, and I'm not trying to sound like gatekeeping myself by saying real. When I say real, I mean like human yeah. level of hip hop where they talk about poverty, um, addiction, suicide, things like that. Like that's what I like. And that stuff doesn't really hit mainstream. Right. But like with metal, you have, you can go to a country concert, you can go to a Lady Gaga concert, you can go to pretty much any concert and go up to the most air quotes, normal looking person there and ask them if they have a favorite metal song. And I'm not saying it's likely they'll have one, but there's a solid chance that they'll probably be able to name something. Yeah. Maybe it was something their dad listened to when they were young, stuff like that. But the thing is like you have, you know, breathe Carol. I I know I keep referencing them, but they mix, you know, a more EDM sort of thing with metal and honestly, the only ones I haven't really seen mixed together, well, I've seen bands that do metal and then this genre, but I haven't really seen any songs that kind of blend them, and that is punk and metal. But like Rage Against the Machine, I would say that they're punk and metal. And it's more so because punk is part of metal. I, I feel like, like they I feel like they would the... be like the siblings that don't always interact with each other, but they have a pretty good relationship and it's because they're both counterculture. Right. But the thing is punk by design needs to stay counterculture because as soon as it's not punk, it's pop. Right. And that's not even trying to be gatekeepy. Like you can have popular punk bands. It's just Green Day. Um, the Ramones, I, I have some opinions about Green Day, but the Ramones, that is a, that's another one because yeah. Green Day, they embraced a more poppy sound, I guess, like for lack of a better term, like they embraced a more rock sound as we call it commercialized. Yes. Yeah. And I'm not even trying to say Green Day sold out. They just made a sound that was a bit more digestible to people who aren't really punk fans. Right. Um, like if you what, listen to, what you want ultimately, if you listen to, uh, what it's not their newest album, but it was like one of their turning point albums. 21 Guns. Was that the album? I know the song, but... I think. I don't even know. Either way, like if you listen to Dookie by Green Day mm-hmm. versus, you know, even the song 21 Guns. And then in between you have American Idiot. Like you can definitely see a turning point there. Um, But that doesn't mean that they've got... Worse. The album that 21 Guns was on was 21st Century Breakdown. That's it, 21st Century Breakdown. Like, yeah. that's, there's definitely a turning point there. Whereas with the Ramones, they've always kind of been very punk, maybe a little bit of rock. Yeah. Um, but the whole point I'm trying to make is the flexibility of metal. Like, you don't, you don't have, uh, I mean, I guess you can have punk country, but I feel like metal does it better. Yeah. That, and, I I understand that country rap is becoming a very popular genre. It's not my kind of thing. It came out of nowhere. Yeah, <laughs> it, 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 and it's doing. I understand it's doing well. I'm. I don't see the aesthetic there, but I, it's still like I'm not seeing electronic mix with it. I'm not seeing. Um, well, more recently, uh, you've got K-pop and metal that just is blown up as as quite the. I mean, that's what baby metal is: is K-pop and and, uh, and metal. Okay, so. 
you've got that's where I'm saying agreeing with you that uh, metal is far more diverse. They can you can literally take anything and rap metal. You've got country metal. You've got um, pop metal. You've got all these different things that can that can they can just take elements. You know, you can take you, acoustic guitar is best for country music. But if you throw it into a, 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 if a metal band throws it into a song, it's just as great. Mm-hmm. It's just, it, I, I love that sound no matter what. So you can take all those elements and folk metal, folk metal is becoming such a big thing. Yep. And that's, that's when you wouldn't expect, you honestly wouldn't think that like people who do folky kind of music would actually pull mm-hmm. off metal. But it's like, no, it, it blends well. Also, the thing is a lot of people who like folky music end up being metalheads too. Right. And, and that's, uh, again, we're talking about, uh, I keep throwing out here. There's quite a few topics in here that we can obviously build off of on our own. And one is that. Classical music has been, they've discovered as the genre that translates best to rock and metal Mm -hmm. out of, out of all of the things that were done centuries ago, you can take Mozart and easily translate those notes into rock and metal. And they said that that's the foundation of as well. Yeah. Cause the thing is rap is at its core poetry. Well, yeah. And so like you can, if I, if I wasn't saying metal was the most flexible genre, the next one I would say would be rap. Well, and the thing with rap, though, was when it first started out, what made it so big and popular was it took other songs and you the laid sampling. that as your. Yeah, you laid that as your track and then you rapped over top of it. It made and it that's so why it's weird because you listen to them and it's like, I know this song, but it, it's somebody rapping over it is like, what the hell is the song? And it's because mm-hmm. they use those familiar tracks and then did their own thing on it. It is so like I'm, I'm not saying building a rap career is easy, but it's so easy to get started because you don't need to worry about, okay, I need a bass player. I need a guitarist. I need a drummer. You don't need a bass player, but you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> but uh, with rap, you can just sample another song and then you can start inputting your own creative spin. Freestyling it. Yep. Exactly. And so it's, it's easier to get started. It's, but at the same time, with it being so easy to get started, it's also easier to, or it's harder to take off. Yeah. But, um, and that, and that's why, like, uh, for me, I don't know, I, I, that might be the reason as to why I'm not as big of a fan of rap is because it, when they do it independently and it's your own rhythm and it's your own beat and it's everything, it's not as good as when you're using something else. You know, the, um, California Love by Tupac. That, that's I, that's a great song because of what it's over top of, you know. But a lot of the songs nowadays is like, eh, I mean, unless it's a ca- unless it's a very catchy. I I feel like that's the only way that it's taking off as good as it is nowadays. Is you have to have that catchy rhythm that gets stuck in your ear. And yeah, I, and that like actually, there's there's a big thing in the rap community about that. That it has been about that, and it's a lot of people don't actually listen to the lyrics. Um, there's quite a few songs that Eminem does where he talks about how people don't listen to his lyrics. They just know they just like it cause it slaps. Yeah. Um, Jay-Z does the same thing. Kanye does the same thing. It's just, um, but you know, circling back to metal, it's so flexible. And I feel like there's a lot of fans that don't like that. They don't like when metal branches out, they want to keep it in this little box. It needs to be one-sided. Yeah. And the thing is, I don't think we're going to convince a lot of people to let that guard down because growing up, it's 
it it is the outcast genre, so outcasts are attracted to it. And yeah. there's a lot of people who will say metal got me through high school. Metal kept me from yeah killing myself. Metal kept me from turning to drugs, turning to alcohol. You know, I, I heard a story. I I can't even remember if this was a story someone was personally telling me or of someone that they knew, but like their last $20 before payday, they used it to buy a metal album instead of alcohol. And like that, like it wasn't a, this saved me. Like they weren't like on the edge of being an alcoholic, but they chose metal over that because it got them, it could get them through the weekend basically. And so then I guess watching metal branch out is kind of like losing that high school friend that was always there for you. And then you both go your separate ways yeah. and then you meet them again and see that they're a completely different person and like us. <laughs> well, I guess, but at the same time, it's just like the, the reason that comparison doesn't work is because it puts up this defense mechanism. You think that because you know, this person has changed. You don't, you don't really bond with them as well. So you're not as strong of friends with them. And then they, this, this mentality goes into if metal changes, then it's not the same genre, which means that it has left me behind. And that isn't the case. Metal hasn't left you behind. Metal's still there. Yeah. It's changing and growing and you don't have to change and grow because the bands that you love even if they're changing, there's always going to be bands that they're inspired by instead of, or that they're inspiring. Yeah, new, exactly. New, you know, new bands that are popping up instead of, you know, stomping your feet, having a tantrum and trying to ruin the fun for other people. Go to, try. go to metal bars, go. Well, I mean, not right now. Cause there's a pandemic going on, right. but like go on YouTube, look up smaller metal bands, help those guys out because I can guarantee if you like Metallica's old style and hate their new style, you can find someone that's playing just like their old style. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And the last point I want to make before uh, we go is uh, about accepting these. And I'm glad that newer people are enjoying, the younger generation is enjoying the older stuff. Uh, the one thing I didn't like in high school was uh, a lot of the people that I would talk to, uh, I, I would say, you know, oh, do you listen to Ozzy Osbourne or Metallica or something? They're like, I, I don't like those kind of bands. I'm no, like, I just like to listen to Black Veil Brides. Right. And I'm like, they're pretty hard, you know, I'm thinking you need to understand where this came from. You can't truly love metal if you don't know where it started. And. I feel like you need to at least you need to at least appreciate its foundation. Yeah, this like you, you is, can this respect is where it, started but from. I'm not gonna, you know, give someone homework like, uh, listen to Ozzy Osbourne first before you say you're a fan. Like Well just and, like, but I'm saying like that that used to be my mentality was that gotcha. um it, it, I don't consider you really a metal fan if you don't even appreciate where it started. So yeah, you, you were know, more you of a traditionalist. In, yeah, and that was, uh, well, but I still love the new stuff. Like oh, I love, all the, I love all the new stuff, and that's what I say is, love the new stuff, but understand where it came from. Please understand where it came from, where it started, and appreciate those bands because that's where it. That's what's helped build these new bands, and 
that's uh, again that's what the older generation needs to understand yes you have your bands that you grew up with and you love but please accept the new stuff it'll help build the genre and expand and grow into something even more glorious than you could have ever imagined so that's that's what i'm getting at here is that you know we need to not put down these bands you need to accept them and like i said understanding that foundation is very important because it helps build. That's what all these bands are building off of. They took what those guys started and said, you know what, I'm going to do this differently and this is how I'm going to do it. And they're, you know, it's working. You need to, you need to let it work. You need to accept it. You need to roll with it. So these are human beings putting their heart and soul into something they're passionate about. If you're mad that they're trying to make their style more appealing to a lot of people, don't get mad at the band, get mad at the society we have created where people feel like they have to monetize their passions. Yeah. Like turn that energy towards like, you know, why are they doing this? Why, why are like, are they going more mainstream because they like, they, they want to try the new sound, see if they like it. Or are they going mainstream because they have to pay rent? Yeah. Like, yeah. And I feel like that's more so why, metal is is coming to that they have to commercialize they have to go with a, a, a more acceptable sound because it's not being loved anymore compared to the 90s where you know metal was a huge genre and the forefront of music entertainment it, it's just no longer that anymore and it's severely disappointing and I, I wish that things could change and I hear a lot of old guys say, you know, metal's going to make its comeback. It'll make its comeback. And I'm like, I'm still waiting for it. And, <laughs> the and, old you guys know, are saying metal's going to make its comeback, but then all these new bands are coming out and they're like, this isn't metal. Right. Like, it's not going to make yeah, its comeback if you yeah, keep we're on gonna, punching we're gonna down. We're going to end up going full circle with this yeah. and going back and forth with the same repetitive theme. So we'll, we're, we're going to cut it off here. We've gone over an hour. But yeah, that's, that's, I, I want to see some change. I need to see some change. We need to start collectively coming together we need the community needs to come together don't go after each other go after the opposition okay bands fans that i i it shouldn't be a metal versus metal it should be a metal versus pop or metal versus country compare those two genres don't compare yourselves and even then like i said just kind of listen to your own thing but i i don't want to sound like i'm baiting for comments but I'm getting back into metal and I love collaboration stuff. So if you have any songs that you love that are like either collaborations or cross genre, put them in the comments. Cause I will listen. I, I, I want to find some new stuff. Give me some country metal. Give me some punk metal. Give me some pop metal. Lady Gaga work with Corey Taylor. <laughs> hey, she did a performance with Metallica at the Grammys. So I'd love to, uh, and they talked about, they would love to actually put her on an album. So I'd love to hear that Lady cool Gaga on a Metallica album. That would be fantastic. So, all right. Thanks guys for joining us and we'll see you in the next episode. <laughs>